0: You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast.
1: And uh, Malcolm's going to come and just read the scripture for
0: us uh, from John chapter 4. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water.
1: Yes, if you had asked, he would have given you some living water. Amen? Today, we want to uh, smash down a few walls. <laughs> Amen? Let's smash a few walls down. Uh, don't worry, I think all these walls will remain intact, so don't fear not. I think next week, all these walls will still be here. So don't no need to worry about that one. In just just a few recent weeks ago, uh, Lynn and I had the absolute privilege um, of being in this country for a few days. Uh, we did. We saw some some awesome uh, landscape and some sites and some cities in our in, in our tour. We saw modern history as well. We saw some sad times, and we saw some atrocities, we we remembered the atrocities um, back through uh, recent years. But it was there that the history of our secondary education was revived. And on a particular day, we found ourselves by this particular massive concrete wall. There's still a few sections of this wall remain today to remind us of what history was all about. A massive, guarded, concrete wall topped with barbed wire. It was about 120 kilometres long and built in 1961. It was an encircled wall that separated East Germany from West Germany. And as I stood by this wall, something started to happen inside my heart. In fact, a little message started to grow. And then throughout my holiday, this little message grew and grew and grew. And it was like, I want you to take this back to Burley from Germany and uh, share it from your heart so this message today that I bring you started in Berlin, a long way away. But on the 9th of November, 1989, do you you remember that day? (laughs) Very good. Some of you weren't even... Who wasn't here? Oh, no, don't worry. The 9th of November, 1989, an incredible thing happened this Berlin Wall was broken down and crumbled. Only a few were permitted uh, to pass through the broken wall but alas, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people like an avalanche uh, crossed over and went through the Berlin Wall. Imagine the jubilation. Imagine the celebration uh, when the city and the country are united once more. A new beginning, a new life. Political walls came crashing down on that particular day. Well, this morning we're going to slip into the sandals of Jesus and we're going to go on a very significant journey with him With a few walls along the way. Now, John chapter 4, verse 4 tells us that Jesus needed to go to Samaria. In other words, there was something happening inside his heart. He needed to go to Samaria. There was this motivation, there was this, um, he was compelled. You know what it's like, you know, when you feel that God is telling you to do something, that God the Holy Spirit is, is, is prompting you and leading you and wanting you to do something, to be something, to say something. And inside Jesus, on that particular day, he needed, he felt compelled to go through Samaria. Now, there was two ways that you could get to Samaria. And um, uh, and this is the way we go. So here we have, uh, sorry, we're just going to, uh, I can't multitask, okay. I can't do two screens at once, all right. So what I do for one, I do for the other. All right, so here we are. We'll start over here and, and we'll say that Jesus has two options in order to get from here into Samaria, Now, the shortest way, of course, is just to go straight into Samaria that way. It's more direct, um, it's very quick, and there's no obstacles. The second alternative, of course, was to cross the Jordan River here. Okay, that's enough for that side, and now over here. And so we're going to cross... The second alternative was to cross the Jordan River and go up the east side of the Jordan River, the east side of the Sea of Galilee, and then into Galilee itself. Jesus had two options. Go the short way, the direct way, the quick way, and get there. Or we go the other way, which is the long way. And why would you do that? Well, there was no love lost between the Jewish nation and Samaria. So in other words, avoid going through Samaria. And so, you go the long way to get there and you'll avoid going through this particular country so Jesus had a plan it was intentional well it was about the sixth hour Um, it was the middle of the day and it was hot now we know Jesus of course who is Jesus we know he is God yes amen if, if there's anything that you agree with me today, you can say yes, you can say amen, you can raise your hand or whatever you want to do. But just let me know. Thank you for those hands. So I see two hands from one person. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. So we know that Jesus is God. Amen? Yeah. He, is, he is God. But he is not only divine, but he is also human. He is very, very human. And, and so it's hot. Um, it's the middle of the day. And Jesus, as God, but now he is as man, he's tired, he's thirsty, he's dusty, and he's very weary. And he stops at, well, where does he stop? Very good. Thank you, Reg. He stops at a well. And behold, someone else is at the well. And so there is a meeting. And a conversation is struck. Ah, imagine what they're going to talk about. Yes, let's talk about the temple, the temple of God. Okay, let's talk about the synagogue. What a structure that is. No, the main theme, um, H2O, water and wells are the theme of their conversation and note that the conversation is not held in his temple or his synagogue but this conversation is going on at her well in her country and in her territory and something good is going to happen for jesus is going to change someone's life amen he is a game changer and the whole purpose of his coming of his incarnation of his can we use the word um tabernacled amongst us i use that word because um our kyb is uh, on Wednesday, are looking at Jesus in the Old Testament, and they've been discovering that Jesus is actually in the Old Testament, um, concealed in the old and revealed in the new, and that Jesus was actually Jesus is actually now tabernacled, um, the very dwelling place, the very dwelling place of God. Jesus is with us; he's living amongst us. And, and he became incarnate to breathe life into death and to make dry bones live. That's why he came. And so if, back in those days, if you, were, if you were a leper, if you were a tax collector, if you were religious or whether you were not religious, if you were a worker of the night, if you were blind, if you were deaf or dumb or deceased, or paralysed, it made no difference to Jesus because he is in the business of changing lives. And today, Jesus is about to change someone's life, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. And the change will be so transforming that it will infect it will, it will bring transformation to other people. But, that's the good news, but, there is always a hurdle, isn't there? There's always an obstacle, there's always an obstruction that will keep us from Jesus. Ever found that? And the people we're trying to bring to Christ ever found that there's always a problem, there's always a hurdle, and we call them... We call them walls. This reminds me of this particular structure, one of the great walls in the world. Remember? Who's... OK. Who's, uh, who's been to the Great Wall? Oh, look at all. You know exactly what we're talking about. Built in the seventh century, one of the longest wo- uh, walls in the world, 21,000 kilometres long. And it winds its way uh, through the country, up and down mountains. And it was built to protect um, that particular country from northern invasion. Well, this particular woman on this particular day at this particular well, she had a few walls that had to come down so she could live a transformed life. So today we want to see Jesus as a wall breaker he's in the business of smashing down walls and uh, really that's his skill set isn't it Um, he came to change people and he came to smash walls down and Jesus is very good at it and she has got a few walls well you wouldn't believe the first wall would you believe that it is a gender wall Ever heard about gender? Uh, Who'd just like to read that out for us, please? Somebody that um, has been to Specsavers and uh, could read that verse for us. Thank you, my friend. Good, thank you, my friend, very good. Didn't need a microphone, did you notice that? I've got your number, that's great. (laughs) The first wall was gender. Well, in those days of custom and culture, it was improper to greet a woman in public. Even a man, um, even a husband, um, would not greet his wife or even his daughter in public. That's how bizarre it it was. And men, um, if they actually saw a woman coming towards them, you know what they would do? They would shut their eyes. That's how they did it. And if a Pharisee or a rabbi was seen talking to a woman their reputation was shot. And uh, often those Pharisees were called um, the bruised and bleeding Pharisees. How about that for a title? Uh, Look at those bruised and bleeding Pharisees. Well, why, why would that be? Well, when they saw a woman walking towards them, they would actually shut their eyes and they would crash into the fences and into gates and they would end up very, very bruised. And start bleeding. So a man would not talk to a woman. What is happening here? We have a man talking to a woman. We have a Jewish man talking to a Samaritan woman. This woman would never have had uh, this conversation with a man in all of her life. Girls. This is for you. Ladies, all women, this is for you. Men, close off. (laughs) Ladies, this is on my heart for you, for your encouragement. Guess what? The first convert in Samaria was a woman. Okay, that's not bad. I was expecting a little bit better than that. Okay, I'll go. There's more. Listen, what about this one? The first convert in Europe, Lydia, was a woman. Come on. (laughs) woman made in the image of God. If, there's anything that you, if you agree with anything I say this morning, let me know in some way. Woman made in the image of God. Precious. Yeah, if you're a man and you agree with this, you can say, you can say um, thank you, my friend. Precious. Amen? Valuable. Precious. Amen. Significant beautifully and wonderfully made the first man all by himself lonely hopeless helpless without a so god knows best and he takes something out of the guy's rib cage and he makes a woman No wonder the first man looked at her and said, (laughs) Wow! That's an English uh, equivalent. Woman. Not made from his head to rule him and trample on him and not made from his feet to be trodden on but from his side, so they could walk together and work together. Girls, ladies, women, you're not an object. I don't know your past, God does, but we've seen it. And over in the countries that we visited, we saw it. Women, They're objects. Many of them are objects. Many of them are doormats. Many of them are told, you are nothing. That's where you belong. But God, God has put woman into the body of Jesus. So there is man and woman. Male and female. Equal in Christ. Gifted by the Holy Spirit. Time does not permit to say all the references in the Old and New Testament where women are significant. Gifted by the Holy Spirit and accepted by the Father. So a gender wall is coming down. And Jesus is smashing it. And he wants to do that for all of us today. The second wall is a culture wall. Okay, where is that man? Big vo- thank you, my friend. Big voice. <laughs> very good thank you my friend she was a woman now she is a samaritan woman you see about it was about 722 years before jesus um some of the invading assyrians married some of the remaining jews and thus became a samaritan so it was like a mixed marriage There was a little bit of Jewish DNA running through their race, um, a mixed breed, hybrids. And so it became a purity issue. There there was no love lost between uh, the Jewish nation and the Samaritans. And so a wall was being built that divided and separated these two countries and these two cultures. And this smouldering had been going on for some time, in fact, about 400 years. So, this is not a recent wall. This is a wall that's been going on, and and it's growing wider, it's growing longer, and it's growing thicker. Just to um, illustrate, just briefly, thank you, my friend Neil. One more time, please, one more time. Thank you. So Jesus' enemies are now picking this up and they're throwing this at our saviour. Um, like, you're, a, you're like a Samaritan and you're demon-possessed. And so it shows the attitude and, uh, and the hatred and the bias towards the people of Samaria. But what about Jesus? How did... How did what was his attitude? What did he think about all this? Well, remember those. Remember those ten lepers. Uh, remember those ten lepers that Jesus healed, and one of them, with an attitude of gratitude, came back and worshipped him, and thanked him, and said, "Eucharist, oh, um, Eucharist," and he was a Samaritan. And and Jesus actually highlighted the good Samaritan who came to the aid of of that roadside victim uh, where two religious fanatics saw the need, saw the problem and passed by on the other side of the road. But the good Samaritan stopped and lent a hand. And then in his worldwide mandate jesus said that you will be my witnesses in jerusalem judea and in samaria and then to the regions beyond when paul wrote uh, to the church at ephesus he said he that is jesus has made both one he has made both one that is the jewish nation And the Gentiles, he's made them one and he's broken down. Guess what he's broken down? He says, I've broken down the middle wall of separation. Jesus has broken down the middle wall and brought the Jews and the Gentiles together through his body. So finally, we have a gender wall smashed. We have a cultural wall smashed. And lastly, we have... Another wall, we have a moral wall. Neil, are you able to do one more time? I promise this will be the last. You're doing good, isn't he? Go, Neil. Thank you, Neil. Would you like everybody to like to thank Neil for his big voice? <laughs> You've done a great job. Thank you, my friend. So, so we finally uh, finish up with this one and say that uh, now we have a moral wall. So number one, she, she is a woman. Number two, she is a Samaritan woman. But now thirdly, she is a Samaritan woman with a suspect character. Is she immoral? No. She is exceedingly immoral. <laughs> uh, she's an outcast. She is an adulteress. Oh, Maybe I'll, I'll marry another man. <laughs> That'll do it, won't it? Uh, okay, I'll marry another one. And so it just went on. She's an adulteress. She's poor. She feels dirty. She's degraded. But look at this. Look at this. Look what is happening at, at this particular time. Here is an amazing scene. Amen? Look at this. This is a man talking to a woman in that culture. Here is a Jew talking to a Samaritan... Here is the son of man talking to the daughter of man. And here is the holiest of men talking to the unholiest of women. What a scene. Jesus is in the process of smashing down walls. Gender walls, cultural walls and moral walls. And isn't he doing it so beautifully? And he's in the process of breaking down this wall as well. He is primarily, this is why he came, isn't it? This is why he came. Um, He came. His primary concern is for the dry, thirsty, dirty, lost, degraded people, regardless of color, creed, or culture. He's not interested in harbouring resentment like the Jews did or like the Samaritans did. He's done with it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So he's in the business of breaking down all these walls. Friends, what was on my heart when I saw that, a bit of section of the Berlin Wall, friends, he's in the business and he wants to break down every wall that we may have this morning. Walls are built to what we have here to protect us and to keep us. But walls divide us and separate us. And sometimes we build walls, don't we? Sometimes we build walls in ourselves to protect us so that I won't get hurt anymore. I think we're going to listen to some lovely background instrumental music and as we do I want us to be praying about this this morning I want to ask you the question is there a wall is there a wall do you have a wall is there a wall that you would like God to actually smash down to break it down and to set us free see God doesn't want to hurt us When he smashes walls down, he actually wants to bring healing, not hurting, but he wants healing. And so today, we may have, I don't know, you may have some of these as we just, Lord, just speak into our hearts now. Is there a wall of fear? That's probably our biggest wall. Perhaps we have a wall of insecurity where our self-esteem is low. How could God love me? Perhaps we have a wall of religion and legalism. We've become religious. We've become exclusive. We've become, we, welcome, we welcome the wealthy and the affluent, but we're not sure how to accommodate the adulterers and the prostitutes and the homosexuals and the transsexuals and the drug, drug dependents, and the homeless, and the alcoholics. Perhaps we've built up a wall. Perhaps we have walls of control and power. I'll do it my way. There's only one way, and that's my way. Perhaps we've built a wall of wealth where I'm self-sufficient. I, I don't need God anymore. I've torn down my barns and I've built bigger ones. Perhaps there is a wall of hurt. Perhaps there's a present hurt. Perhaps there's a past hurt. Perhaps there's a wound, memories. Perhaps you've been a victim of mental, physical or sexual abuse. There's walls of hurt. And then finally, and I'm sure there's so much more, there's walls of guilt loaded with guilt there is one who can set us free Jesus is the only man I know who would be able to look at us and say to us and say to others he who is without sin will, will you pick up the stone and cast it as far as you're concerned he says I forgive you Okay, go and sin no more but I forgive you There's no condemnation for me. There's just forgiveness. I want to finish with this particular wall. This is the big wall, isn't it? It's the wall we've sung about from Sunday school days. And the walls of Jericho have become infamous. Walls that are built to secure this godless city. No one could have penetrated this impenetrable stronghold. But what happened on that day, a, f- a few men, and it seemed so foolish, it seemed so silly, but God said, uh, I want you guys to, to walk around the wall and, and I want you to shout at the wall and I want you to blow a few trumpets. Walk around the wall, do some shouting, blow some trumpets. And what happened? The walls came tumbling down. You see, these Jericho walls were in the way. For there was a promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, but Jericho was in the way. God is in the business of smashing down walls so that we can get to the promised land and enjoy the milk and the honey, but walls will hinder us from enjoying all that God has for us to enjoy so today let's just sit back for a moment and then we're going to sing but as we sit back have you got any walls do you have a wall would you like to see those walls smashed down I want to encourage us that we join ranks uh, whether it's this morning or during the week, let's join ranks and see some walls being smashed down. Let's meet together. Let's pray together, whether it's now or during the week. And let's see Jesus smash down. He's in the business. His skill set is, I'm good at smashing down walls. He, he wants to do it. He wants to set us free so that we can get into the promised land let's just sit back for a moment Lord God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit we're in your presence this morning we're always in your presence but we thank you that we can just stop for a moment and turn our eyes towards Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith We want to bring ourselves to you. I want to thank you today that you know all all about us. You know all about us, whether whether we're man or whether we're woman. You know what we've been through. You know what we're going through. I want to thank you in the name of Jesus that he is so good at what he does. Would you come into our lives? Come into our time. You do the work. I can't do it, but you can. Thank you, God, the Father. Thank you, God, the Son. Thank you, God, the Holy Spirit.